Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and we have a great show for you today. As many of you already know, the Snag Coma Regalia Split LP has finally released out into the world. After two years of working on this, it feels so good to finally have that out there, and I want to thank everyone for all your kind words and encouragement. As always, if you're looking for a way to support the show, you can sign up at patreon.com slash humanmachine. There's loads of comics to read, zines, music sneak peeks, and other glimpses into the different creative things that I'm a part of. And now, I'd like to play you something. You're hearing On the Human Condition by Snag, which features my pal Sam Shimborski on guitar and vocals. I've known Sam for quite a while now, so it was a real blast catching up. song I remember hearing and uh, acknowledging that it was like a um, like a like a song like a project someone did was probably yesterday by the Beatles sitting in the back seat of like my dad's car and he just had the <laughs> just had that on repeat and I remember being a kid and listening to that and being like, man, this is kind of making me sad right now. And I'm like <laughs> seven <laughs> years old. <laughs> so I, I don't know what was going on, but it. Uh, I think that's the one that uh, I kind of remember hearing, hearing for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you, you, you seem to have immediately recognized that like, this song being on repeat was like, it was like, wow, something's like not chill in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Not chill. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know. It's like a, you know, a slow emotional song and, um, hearing, you know, that song and the rest of that CD over and over again, that, that one in particular, um, kind of just stood out, and even as a kid, realizing like, damn, this dude's like going through something right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a that's like a profound sort of first memory for like you know a, a piece of music for sure. Like, um, usually, I think as children, like we connect with something. Uh, that's a little more buoyant or like um, 
lively, you know, like, uh, yeah. as far as like that, that, uh, that memory goes, you know, not, not necessarily like, um, that any of us like connected with the first thing we ever heard the way that we connect with music now, you know? Right. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big takeaway for, for, uh, some you know a younger person a small human right yeah 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 it's um it's interesting too because like you know i think like my my statement you know that i just made like you know counteracts like a lot of what i have noticed uh as someone who has raised small children which is that they are very in tune with like the emotions of people around them and stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, Like almost like it's probably just baked into you, like into your survival instincts, you know, to just like to get, to get the vibe, you know, as it were. Um, They, they get the vibe. They might not be able to like um, articulate like what, whatever it is that they're feeling, but (laughs) just like the, the vibe of being like, Oh, something's either like good or bad here. And uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing that you can perceive as a, a small human. Yeah, yeah. Did you um, did you like uh, follow the Beatles per se as you became like interested in music um, on a like personal level? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I did, and I still do. Um, I think that, like, the White Album and Revolver and Abbey Road, there's just, like, some real special special stuff going on and, and all of that. And uh, I, I remember having a discussion with someone um, once, and they were like, man, the Beatles suck. They were the first boy band. And I was like, what sucks about boy bands, number one? And number two, what does that have to do with, like, uh, <laughs> anything? Um, the the Beatles uh, made their uh, made a lot of impressions on a lot of people, and I, yeah. I, yeah, I did uh, definitely follow them. I still pop them on um, semi regularly, and yeah, I, I, my mom went, my mom went definitely went through a phase, and um, I, I honestly, I know the songs that like they're. I know the songs from their early catalog that they're most famous for. I'm I know in general the songs that they're most famous for, right? But like yeah. the only album that I latched onto was Sgt. Pepper. And like Oh sure. I don't I don't know it like verbatim or whatever, but like if if somebody threw it on right now, I'd probably like I'd be able to go along with it like but like yeah there was a month or so when i listened to that kind of obsessively because i was like and i was like i was a teenager so i was like i had that ignorant like where you will pick only one thing that you like from an artist mm-hmm. or something and i was like everything nothing else that they did which which i can't even speak to this like 
being true or not. Like, I'm, I mean, I was a teenager, so it's probably absolutely not true. But like, mm-hmm. I remember specifically thinking like, nothing, nothing they ever did was weird like this, except for this. And so this is why I like this, which is probably patently false. But like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I really oh, gravitated, totally. gravitated to that, like the weirdness of that album and like the... And how you could even sort of like aesthetically, you could sort of look at it and take all of these different things from it and yes. make your own impressions, you know, of what was going on. And yeah, you know, it was definitely a lot. It was like very like theatrical at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, that's like me not really knowing that I was like going to write like. 12 years of concept albums, you know, or like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Or uh, like, yeah, that, that was the seed right there. Yeah, I suppose so. And like, yeah, not, not knowing that later on I was going to get into like, you know, early Genesis and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, really, really, really interesting. Uh, like, I don't, I really don't know. Like if there's, you know, another band that has the the sort of uh, the lore, you know, and like right. the the cult of personality almost that right. they have. I'd be hard pressed to um, to to think of a of a you know, but, but it, I mean, to be fair, like nobody's no other band is has uh, stretched that span of time either. You know, right? So, like there's still yeah. some of them alive and doing whatever right. today. So I'm um, doing like taxi cab com- comedy shows and whatnot you know it's just, uh-huh it's wild but um it's wild too it's just like all that that whole lore too like um like the fame too was like really compressed into like a couple years in their like their you know 24 25 um when they like split up and then they started making their own shit after that and so it's just like it's it was a lot at once for for them i'm sure yeah yeah, it's like it's like um it's like all the uh it's like all the 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 memes about uh the Taco Bell, you know, Dorito Loco last longer the Confederacy and stuff like that. So it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah, you just have like just the most bonkers like uh catalog of like stories and and like little anecdotes from this thing that only lasted like this long, but will live for like ever in oh forever, yeah. In, in different uh, to different degrees of like infamy and and wonder, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, wh- like, you know, that was a band that was sort of like you know introduced to you like by proxy or whatever. But what were the first kinds of bands that? you were getting into like where you recognized like hey this is a thing like for me specifically i think um it's gonna be a very like stereotypical answer for for being 33 um but i think like the early pop punk kind of stuff like blink 182 and um the used and my chemical romance I, i felt like that kind of stuff um, was written for me and only me. <laughs> and that, like, the other people, you know, they got the, you know, the little inside scoop. But uh, I think that that era of music, um, those were the bands that really stuck out for me. Here's like, um, oh, I'm sorry, where's, where you saying? 
No, I mean, it was just, and it was, it's funny because a lot of those, uh, CDs I would have to get, like, uh, I would have to have like my friends burn me copies of these CDs because my parents wouldn't want to buy like a parental advisory, like kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, don't know if I've told this story before, uh, especially on here and I haven't told it much anyway, but, um, this kind of will date me a little bit, but like, um, when I was in high school, I did this like CD compilation and I was just writing bands like in the mail, the old fashioned way that that I heard, like I had like one seven inch of, and I was like, do you have a, like, are you, are you planning a recording? Can you send me a song like for this CD compilation? You know, it was like, it was like literally like when CDs first became like, DIY where you could like, cause I mean, there was a when time when CDs first came out where like you couldn't just like a person couldn't just like make a CD like, you yeah, know, like, yeah, right. um, but then this place in Texas, like everybody found out about, like, I think they were called Distronics or something like that. It was definitely disc something. I think it was Tronics, but anyway, found out this place, you can do a thousand that that's their minimum. And everybody else's minimum was like bonkers. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. I hit up all these people and uh, one of the people that I wrote was Blink and um, I just like, I just like had like a seven inch or heard them on a different comp. I don't have a seven inch of theirs now. So it was either like my girlfriend at the time or I just heard them on. Anyway, I wrote them and um, I ended up doing the CD. It was, it it had lots of um, bands on it, like uh, the most uh interesting bit of trivia from the CD is that this band Link Link 80 was on it and if you're not familiar with them like their first vocalist uh his mom is the uh romance author Danielle Steele so like okay. one time I was calling his house to talk to him and I spoke to Danielle Steele on the phone <laughs> and it, and it's just like okay that's weird but um so I did the CD. I never heard back. And then it was, it was so much later. It had to have been a year or more, right? And I finally, I get this letter in the mail. And it was like, um, hey, uh, thanks so much for writing us. Uh, I don't know how much you know about like what's been going on, but we have been in this year-long or however long like litigation over our name. And so we kind of stopped like doing stuff for a while till we resolved this situation. So unfortunately, you know, I'm sure we missed the deadline for your compilation. I hope it turned out great. And it's like, and it's like Mark Blink slash 182. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, at that point, you know, you just, there were so many letters that I never got, I never heard back from or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I forgot, I even forgot I asked him or whatever, you know, and then, and then, and then I get this, uh, letter back and I was like, that is so wild. And, um, you know, like they s- still by that time, like no one knew who they were and stuff, you know, but then yeah. later on, it's just like, I can't like at this point, I'm like, I, that's one of those things where just like the talking to Danielle Steele on the phone, it's like, uh-huh. I can hardly believe that happened, you know? Yeah. But, uh, holy, holy shit. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, do you still have the letter? Um, no, I must've, you know, I've been, 
I have been uh, houseless a number of times. I have been in apartment fires. You know, I've been like, so um, I do have a couple of weird, like, you know, sort of like postcards and letters that I, that are from around that same time, you know, that I'm just like, oh, like here's this weird postcard that I have from, you know, um, Tim who used to run Maximum Rock and Roll or whatever, but Uh, I I don't happen to have that one. I still have some of my like old weird like concert stubs and whatnot, but. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was literally like a good few years of my life where I was just like, pretty much just like I had a uh, backpack and that had my stuff in it and like yeah. that was it you know so oh it's intense yeah, yeah. um but yeah uh you know just wild like wild where the world world can take you and whatnot um, right yeah but um wh- like when you're getting into this kind of music that's like speaking to you like more personally or whatever or I mean like of course like now that you're entrenched in music, then, you know, even the Beatles is probably speaking to you personally, you know, and, and everything. But yeah. that's just like the way, you know, people tend to evolve. But um, were you already like wanting to play an instrument or were you already playing an instrument or like where was that on your horizon? Um, yeah, I, I've i kind of always been playing instruments. Uh, my parents had us all um, take piano lessons um take piano lessons when we were kids probably when i was like seven or eight and then around that you know middle school era for me um i had a good friend a couple friends that were wanting to start a band and everything and wanted to you know start like a foo fighters kind of like cover band or, or whatever and uh i wound up mowing a lot of lawns and uh raising enough enough money to buy like a real shitty bass guitar and um would play with this that that you know those couple couple of friends um kind of all the way through high school um so starting kind of starting in eighth grade um is when i would uh start playing with people and Thinking around and making real simple like three chord songs and um yeah yeah this is kind of a random question but when you were mowing grass were did you ever have somebody who asked you to do it in some very specific way and then get like mad later that you didn't understand what the hell they were talking about or is that was that just me um, like, yeah, no, that that definitely happened. Where I was just kind of like, "Damn, like, you, I'm just a kid, dude. Like, you, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't so, know what your expectations are." I don't even remember what the person said, but like years later, like now I know what they meant. But they, but they yeah. like wanted me like to like, they wanted me to do it in the way that makes like the squares on your lawn. Oh yeah, like yeah, I was right. supposed to fucking know That's what the a hell good that technique. Was. Yep, I was like. <laughs> I was like 11 years old, 12 years old, yeah. you know? I'm like, I, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I can totally do that. I, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, right. give me $15 or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, then, please. Then they were like, you didn't do it right. And I was like, it's all cut. 
I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's shorter, is it not? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's cut. <laughs> yeah. There was one time I was mowing my dad's lawn, and uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but there was like this like area that was like kind of like taller, and I was like mowing over it, and I was like, damn, I'm really not getting this, and so I like would take like a running start, just like <laughs> mow, mow the shit out of this like one part of the lawn in particular, and my dad comes home from work, and he's like. My rose bushes. Oh what, shit! What happened to my rose bushes? <laughs> oh shit! And I was like, oh, I. I, I have it. no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do not know. It makes it makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> I'm gonna ask difficult. around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were gonna like have like a a, a like septic tank story or something. Oh you know, yeah, cause no. <laughs> that that was definitely like a a big thing, you know, uh, down down Florida and whatnot. It's like because everybody's got their septic tanks and yeah, you can just. I mean, you could just tell where they are because like the way that grass grows in in that particular area is just like fucking dense. And, and, yeah uh, right yeah i don't know but ooh, yeah sorry yeah, about it's that. protecting themselves yeah yeah well have to like uh re you know replant those at some point or um no actually no, it's just no. like i don't, I don't even think they would trust me to do that anyway so yeah yeah uh after after when we moved into this house we inherited a couple of rose bushes and after two years i can safely say that uh they are they are divas i mean oh they, yeah and i i respect it but i'm mm-hmm. just like you know what they need about three times more water than every other plant in yep. the history of plants and uh, <laughs> like it's just and then but not too much but uh yeah <laughs> they're fun yeah um so like when i first uh met you you were playing bass so like you know i was gonna ask later like was that something you just like switched back and forth or, or were you a bass player to begin with? So um, did you play guitar in bands before Snag or was that something that you just sort of picked up for Snag? Um, no, I actually uh, would switch back and forth kind of a lot. Um, okay. I, would, I was actually playing my acoustic guitar at home the other day and um, 
I was getting kind of frustrated because it wouldn't stay in tune. And, um, and I thought about it. I was like, damn, I've had this guitar for 20 years. Like, no shit, it's not staying in tune. So, I no, I've, I've been playing the guitar since I was like 13 or 14. Um, and then there'd be like a handful of bands where I would play bass in. I was actually in a couple bands that uh, we would like switch uh, instruments about halfway through the set and I would play guitar and bass in, in those projects. And um, But it wasn't until like the end of uh, Marcy that I really kind of took guitar and like the screamo scrams genre a little bit more seriously and started writing like that way. Uh, so that was probably the end of, of Marcy, which was 2016. Yeah, wow. It's, it's wild that, like that that's been that long. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's um it's just like all the stuff you see where it's like, you know, tw- like 2017 was last year, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's like Yeah. No, it's like um what did I see the other day? I saw uh that it, I think it was like it was like the the Danzig self-titled or something turned 35 mm-hmm. years old or something like that and I was Holy like shit. I was like shut the front door you know like that's <laughs> no come on like yeah um but yeah it's it, oh the passage of time is just it's, it's gross wild. it's gross yeah like I, I, know. <laughs> I I've come mm, as I get older I I I try not to worry about like mm, like there's been a lot of times in my life when I'm like I I am you know not to jump straight into the the heavy heavy but like I'm I'm just like I am not sure how much longer I want to be here you know what I'm saying yeah and like we've a lot of us have been there right so yeah. like I try to look at age and this other stuff differently now like I try to look at it like this is proof that all that shit did not kill me i'm still yeah. here you know right like this is like it's okay you know yeah like this is this is like i don't want to say battle scars but this is just like i'm still here there's gonna be you can't go through this world like with nothing to show yeah. on your person you know yeah. like i don't think it's possible like without surgery and help and whatever you know Mm -hmm. like you just Mm -hmm. you can't be here and remain unscathed you know yeah so like i just try i've been trying to look at it that way but like when you were reminded of how long ago x was or x was you know it's like you're like oh goodness you know yeah it's it's wild it's wild and it's just like um it's like I've gone through all this shit and uh I can keep taking it too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm here and it's it's I have learned whatever skills in life to to remain here and and keep taking it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But then you call yeah, you call on to your your positives in your life and grasp onto the people and the projects you're doing and being like all right this is what i'm living for 
Yeah. This is why I'm, I'm, this is why I'm in this city and this is why I'm right here right now hanging out with these people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, you said, you said uh, 2016, so. I think so. Yeah. So snag is, it's pretty like, did you, did you kind of follow that right away? The, the dissolve, dissolving yeah. of Marcy or whatever? It kind of was, but it, it kind of wasn't planned at all. Um, I, yeah, it kind of wasn't planned at all. Uh, I remember Marcy breaking up and it was like, we broke up, um, the day that we were supposed to like play, uh, discontent fest in Peoria or some. Somewhere in Illinois. Yeah, I think it was up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember <clears throat> kind of like, I mean, you know, when bands break up, it is kind of like a breakup where you, there's that tender period afterwards where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, like, I don't want to jump right into anything. And um, the summer was kind of going by. <laughs> and um, we had a, um, good friend of ours uh passed away that summer and um it kind of her funeral kind of gathered all of us together and um I remember um a friend of mine kind of coming up to me he he didn't live in Milwaukee at the time and he was like hey man um and I know, I know saying this story, I know, I know that I've, I've never actually said this to Saki, but the friend comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, Saki's, uh, is in, in need of a friend right now. And he's like, and I'm not, I'm not able to, uh, be here for him. I'm not, you know, I don't live here. Can you, do you mind like being there for Saki? Do you want to, do you mind like, can I like put that on your shoulders? And I, I'd known Saki for, for years at that point. Um, and, you know, we'd go to shows together and stuff, but we never really, like, were close, close. And I was like, absolutely, absolutely. like, this, I will <laughs> totally be there for Saki. And, you know, emotions were already high because we were, like, at a funeral mm-hmm. of, like, a young friend. And um, a week later, Saki was like, hey, man, like, I'm trying to, do you want to jam or whatever? And I was like, yeah, actually, that sounds great and i have a another friend separately that has been trying to jam for forever peter um and i was like all right well let's just combine the the two desires and um let's get together kind of thing and it was funny we got together um at a practice space and we uh we were all getting set up and Saki was like, oh, yeah, and this other person might be coming uh, to jam as well. And we're like, cool, sounds good. And this this fourth person, and to this day, like, I don't even remember their name. I don't remember. I don't really, like, see this person around at all or since, really. But they were coming to um, to kind of just do, like, vocal stuff and whatever. And mm-hmm. So the three of us, we immediately, like, clicked. And we immediately like started uh, this, this one jam that eventually became 
a snag song. Um, but it was like really cool. Cause like Saki's a really good, just an amazing drummer. And so I could play like whatever the, whatever I wanted. And he was like right there with it. And then Peter is got, you know, this impeccable ear so he can also pick up on anything. But we're like jamming for the first time and everything's clicking. And this like vocalist, um, was going crazy. And they were like, whipping the microphone around and like almost hit us in the head and they were like <laughs> kicking kicking like Saki's drum kit and just like flailing around <laughs> just like what is going on <laughs> and it was like such a weird first impression of this person um very intense um and all the power to him for having you know that passion um but I remember after that jam session we like went outside and the three of us got together and we're like cool this 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 is what we I, I want to evolve and it quickly led into um, weekly practices and writing and hanging out and and it was uh so did the person just never get get back in touch or or y'all were kind of just like that's <clears throat> that's not our thing let's keep this between they, the you know us. I honestly don't even remember them even like contacting us at all or anything mm-hmm. I think for them it could have just been like a fun like thing to do like that afternoon and wasn't like pursuing like. Yeah. a group or anything like that that's um, why i i am i am impressed by someone's ability to just to just show their whole whatever like oh i know the yeah. first practice like that's yeah i mean you know and, and maybe that's maybe they just were like since since everybody else was kind of like not doing the same thing or whatever they were like yeah this, you know i don't know that's, <laughs> yeah 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 that's so wild like, these dudes are lame yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't yeah i can't um i don't know i'm i like i said it was it was like it was cool it was just like damn you are you're you're performing like as if this is a show right right, now. right yeah and like it just the level of comfort like yeah. with oh, yeah. yourself around all these other people in a non-performance um, mm-hmm. scenario, you know, like, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's wild. Like, yeah. um, and maybe they're just really good at hyping themselves up. Like, I, I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah. I want yeah. that. Where's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's, I mean, um, when I, I I did like one song with Katie at New Friends Fest and I was like it was like I was like hyping myself up for their whole set just so I can go up there for like 40 seconds you know or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, to just show up and hit strangers and and uh that's amazing. If yeah. uh if that was you that auditioned for Snag uh the uh b- before there was even a such thing as Snag um you know, let us know who that was. Um, yeah, totally. Please, <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you. We'll put you together with some with some uh, certified rockers. Then, and, yeah, uh, just have the most wild like uh, rolling around on the floor and you know, I'm breaking your own gear, not other people's gear, <laughs> yeah. but your own uh, band yeah. that ever existed. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, in the end, I think it worked out pretty well, um, yeah. and that's. That's wild. That's a whole other context uh, to the band and and y'all's dynamic and relationship where it sounds like it was like 
you you sort of took on this um, this like not responsibility, but like this like somebody asking you, hey, can you do me a favor? You know, you took this on yourself, and then and then it's almost like you know a lot of times uh, music is a good excuse to like process your feelings or oh, yeah. you know or or whatever so it's like this was like uh a way for you to be like hey like we're going to hang out a lot yep and this 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 uh thing that i agreed to and this thing that we are entering into like mm-hmm. they rub each other's backs as it were yeah. or whatever you know and and um and then like you know you probably had no idea that you know i don't know nearly 7 years later or whatever that yeah where where that would all end up but um yeah how did you yeah. know peter before that um i had known peter i've known peter since i was 14 uh we went to high school together Oh, okay. um, and he uh, was in the grade above me, and him and um, a bunch of his friends kind of took me and a couple of my friends like under their wing kind of right away. Um, Peter um, was also responsible for giving me my first alcoholic beverage when I was 14 years old. <laughs> oh, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I uh, was real good friends with Peter, and he um, would drive me home from school. And I remember hearing Brand New for the first time in in his car and taking back Sunday and um, kind of music like that. And he was good friends with uh, Kelsey Kaufman, too, of Cougar Den. Mm-hmm. And um, and Cougar Den really kind of opened up a lot of doors for me and, and a lot of other people, um, 100%. Yeah. Um, I immediately like when, when you're like, you know, Pete, like Peter gave, gave me my first alcoholic beverage. Yeah. I, I uh, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, we've all, we've all like sort of had like that friend. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know where my friends uh, from that time in my life are now, but um, yeah, like y'all have, you know, sort of grown up together and everything then. So like, um, had you never played in bands before now together or 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 was that all was peter a part of some of those comings and goings with the um, people you were playing with when you were younger not uh not really actually mm-hmm. um because he he always had um his own projects going on and um i uh no there, i mean there was a couple of times you know obviously we would um jam together in his basement and um uh goof off and like make noise um later on um in like my early 20s uh we've got a couple recordings of what was like this what we were trying to we were trying to like start a group um and that never really happened 
but not, no, it wasn't until Snag that uh, we were fully in a band together. Yeah. It, Which is kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, you, um, for knowing each other that long, um, yeah. were, were there just, were, were you are on like different musical paths or? Um, it's like yes and no. Uh, you know, it, there was also times where like, you know, Peter and I would link up and audition for like the school talent show, you know, singing like a, acoustic songs together and stuff like that. Um, I think Peter's always been like very um, dedicated to projects and if something like was working and successful for him he sticks with it and um i know that there was a group that he was in in high school that when he graduated they like went on like a month-long tour and did all that stuff and so he was just very dedicated to his stuff and um i had a group of friends that we never like disbanded we would have like different band names but we would kind of evolve with each other separately as well so So when Snack came together, um, was it like once you have some songs together and stuff, and then it's like, hey, um, who's gonna sing on these? Like, was it from the beginning? Was it like, let's all do our parts? And from the beginning, was it like, this should be the kind of things that we sing about, or did those things come organically? Like, um, Peter definitely had an idea of what uh, kind of subject matter he wanted to use snag as like a, a, a soapbox for mm-hmm. um, in terms of like vocals, it was kind of interesting because we would all he we, when we were writing the music, I think we would all hear it a little differently. Um, there were obviously like bands that, we all agreed on, but I think we each had different paths of the music we were listening to at the time. And so we heard the songs differently. So we'd be like playing a riff and Peter would start singing over it. But Saki and I would have like two completely different like yelling patterns over it. And, um, it was kind of cool to just be like, all right, cool. You just do your thing and we'll kind of sculpt the song that way with all of us kind of hearing it a little bit different and then coming up with the final product that way. Yeah. When, now you obviously can't speak to like the other members of your band, but like when you, when, when this pattern comes to you, 
do you feel like it's obvious? Like, because, you know, you're talking about coming to it from different angles, hearing it differently than the other folks in the band. And, like, I think that's, like, a big thing as far as, like, how someone approaches something. Not just, like, yeah. not just the their own influences, which obviously play a part, but, like, specifically just, like, how this song sounds different to them than the other people. Like when you're when you put your vocals down and they'll be as different from Saki's or Peter's as could be or whatever, or maybe there sometimes maybe there's some overlap after this long that y'all been working together. But like mm-hmm. especially in the beginning, did did your did what you were doing since you said like, oh, it would come to you, like did it feel like this is the like this is obviously the way that somebody would put vocals on this. And then what the other folks did was like, wow, I wouldn't have expected that. And it's like, you could, you could appreciate that for like its difference or whatever, but like, yeah. Was it a surprise? Like, um, it like, I guess just from knowing them for so long, it wasn't as a big of a surprise, Mm. but I can attest to it being like, you know, when I would lay down a vocal pattern, I'd be like, "Yes, this is obvious. This is obviously what is supposed to go over this." Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when I would hear Peter like sing a, 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 a vocal melody over it, I was just kind of like, kind of hyped on it. And I was like, "Oh, cool. Okay, so that's how you're. Okay, that's not what I'm thinking at all. But okay. I like dig it. I dig it, and I'm I'm ready to like um, kind of go with." Like react go with to it. the yeah. I'm ready to react to it. I'm ready yeah. to kind of uh, go with the flow and kind of let it let the song create itself. Yeah. Do you ever think? Do you ever feel like when you're when when the when the whatever is like coming to you? Do you ever like sometimes I'm like the thing that just pops in. I'm just like yeah. that's so obvious and that mm-hmm. that is that is like a, has a negative connotation for me and the thing mm. is like what i'm trying to realize is like and what i'm getting from like you know this conversation is that like just because it's obvious to me doesn't mean it's just like obvious right right so right do you ever have that as well where you're just sort of like oh come on that's you know as 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 lars would say that's stock oh sure yeah yeah um, I, um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I really think about it that way. Um, I really kind of thrive off of bringing like, a you know, a sequence of riffs to practice, um, thinking that this is the way that it goes. And each time I'm like pleasantly surprised to to have the final product not to not be what I had brought to practice. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I was speaking more about like, like vocals or whatever than, than riffs, but like, yeah, just like, um, yeah, those, especially like when, when I feel like it's, 
I feel like when there are more people in a band, it seems like there's a there's an opportunity to diverge from what was first presented sonically, like to a d- greater degree. But I feel like, in my experience, like three people that like really are in tune take things in further directions uh, away from the original thing. Like, you know, like I'm not saying that right, but like, it's like everybody, like your natural assumption would be, oh, there's like six people in this band. So uh-huh. when the guitar player brings the riff and then you hear the finished song, it's going to be so much different. But yeah. I've, I think bands like uh, Shotmaker or like, <clears throat> um, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say like, I, I'm say probably like the wrong thing if I say like for, you know, some four piece band or whatever. But like, I feel like three people that really know, like, oh, like, like, you know, the Minuteman or Firehose or something. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. Like that right there, that can, I don't know. It feels like it's, it, the less there is, the more different things are good. Yeah. You, I can see that for sure. Uh, where it's just kind of like, I think it's also like the comfortability of like having it be an intimate, like three person thing that you can feel more comfortable being like, let's do this weird thing or mm-hmm. trying to like push it further than whatever cookie cutter stuff is um, expected. Mm-hmm. On the, <clears throat> on the newer uh, thing, that uh I mean it'll be released by the time this airs, but it's not yeah. out now. But on the split that we did, um, there are a lot of I think you did a lot of uh like sort of syncopated guitar parts that um I'm not necessarily uh like I, I'm sure if I go through like Death Doula and the self titled that they're they're there. But did you at in the beginning did you shy away from writing like two guitar parts or it, it in it in in like an attempt to leave the recording as close to like a live rendition as possible or am i was am i just not like remembering specifics very well no uh i think I, that's kind of how we've always done it a little bit um where yeah, we never really wanted the final products to diverge too far away from what we're able to do live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even been in uh, our conversations before where, you know, we're, we're thinking of one thing and it's like, well, how, how can we do that live mm-hmm. kind of thing? And so we want to, like, be able to portray what you'd be able to see through the record, which I think is a cool thing and also... Um, it, that can limit bands sometimes. Um, but I think with Snag, it's just kind of like we're a live band and we want to be able to put out something that can reflect what we're able to do live. Right. Well, see, <clears throat> where I was getting at with that is that because, like, sometimes, you know, you can, like, you can have that where okay so the guitar was doing kind of this thing and the drums is not really doing like us is doing a little is doing its own thing like it's 
it's obviously laying down like the beat, but it's yeah. more than just a backbeat, right? And the bass is doing its own thing. Well, there, if you if you're a three piece band, then that guitar and that bass they can diverge uh, as completely or like they can stay closer together right so that's the thing but then like if you put one more guitar in there what usually is going to happen and this is different in in bands like uh like like fugazi or unwound or something like that right like this Uh these are bands that do that very well but what usually happens is what is like one of the guitar and the bass are kind of going to lock on to something Right. And so I in a way it like it dissolves a little bit of that like that divergent property where mm-hmm. you know and it gives like I mean it, it, that is not necessarily a bad thing but like it can it can sort of say this is the song and this other thing is like the lead or however you want to put it you know. Yeah. Whereas opposed to, like, you know, I mean, I, I said the Minutemen earlier. That's kind of the most uh, dramatic example I can I can think of off the top of my head. Or say maybe Primus, right? Yeah. Like, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck any of them are doing, right? <laughs> but it's like, yeah. it's obviously a song, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, They would say the same thing about Captain Jazz and um, how it, they sounded when they first would play shows it sounded like each member was playing a different fucking song from each other (laughs) that's awesome i mean i don't know i mm, i i really want to like i've had this idea for a while and i i sort of tried it and it's like i always i always just sort of end up accidentally fucking it up but like i i just have this idea that like there that that you can't really write a bad song and i'm like what if you tried to write a bad song like on purpose Mm -hmm. and i've like tried and it's just like i'm like if you specifically were like i'm gonna write the shittiest song i've ever heard and like would it just turn out like it's super interesting like Ooh, yeah, sure, sure. Like I'm not talking about like specifically playing sloppy or you know what I mean. Like yeah, like um, but just like is there such thing as like what would make a a genuinely bad song like, and could it be so bad that it was actually good? That it was actually good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are you familiar with the like sort of like pop star um, Falco? I'm not at all, actually. Oh, no. Okay. Um, uh, his most famous song was the like, you know, um, Amadeus, Amadeus, rock me, Amadeus. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> the LP that that song is off of has just some genuinely weird shit on it, and yeah, I've always just been like, like, and it's like the people that like him, like, really like him, and yeah, I'm just like, what is it? Like, could you? do that like you know and then there's some people that are like the lutalica people that are like that's good that's the fucking best record they've ever made like uh-huh. the lou reed metallica thing which is uh-huh. just like yeah that is just like i can't i tr- i was like i'm gonna make myself listen to this i like could not 
But uh, like, yeah, no. if that's your thing, whatever. But like, you know, is it like, is it possible to, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's like, it, 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 if you're writing a bad song to, to somebody's ears somewhere, they're going to dig it. Um, yeah. yeah and then and like, I, what, like if you're doing it by yourself, then how do you keep compounding on this? Like, like how do you keep one up in yourself? Like, okay, now it's time to put the bass there. What's the absolute most wrong thing that the bass could do? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like, I don't know. Like, it's like that. It's like when you have like 15, like eight year olds in a choir mm-hmm. and it's like, eventually it starts sounding good. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but you know, still, I mean, that's the, you know, the project for a later date, I guess. I, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say what project that I tried to do that for and it ended up being dope. I'm not gonna say, but like it definitely has happened where I was like, no, this is actually really cool. Yeah, oh damn. I, there I there I go again, writing something good, you know? Yeah, I mean like it just turns out like I can't keep my fingerprints off something, you know? Like Yeah, uh, yeah. But um yeah, um you know, we we sort of like started at the beginning of snag but then you know um obviously like y'all have been you know at it for a little while and uh you've you've got the two lps um under your belt but there was a bunch of like all of the stuff before i really came to know y'all like it was like oh like uh we're in this band and we're called Snag and like, do you want to do the LP? And I heard the LP and I'm like, holy shit. And I, and then it was like, wait, this band has been doing stuff for a while. Like what, what was there that came before the LP? There was a split with uh, Social Caterpillar, right? And then there was like yep. a demo. Was there more? Um, No, I don't think there was. There was, a, we did that one split with Swallow's Nest too mm-hmm. but i i'm unfamiliar when that uh chronologically came to be all right uh, but uh for sure the six song demo and um the social caterpillar split with that had two songs on it as well yeah. um we we had released uh one song off of the original demo six uh first as like a single um but other than that, yeah, the six song demo and the split. When you when y'all first started like releasing music, like what was the the plan? Like was it was everybody sort of just like, look, like we're all at this stage in our lives where we're not we're not gonna try to be one of those bands that tours all the time. Like so what was the like it's like you know other than um, just like releasing music that we want to hear in the world, like, w- yeah, what was the the game plan? Um, I think the game plan. It, it was just kind of funny because uh, I'm sure this happens with a lot of other bands, but like, uh, we knew we liked jamming together, and as the songs kind of like uh, started, like after we started like writing more and more songs. Um, we were kind of like, oh, okay, this is, this is, uh, we are a band. We need like a name. Um, we knew that we liked hanging out and wanted to continue to write, uh, together. And, um, 
it was kind of, I think it was Peter that was like, let's get the, these six songs recorded um, just to have on the internet, just to kind of like uh, keep, kind of like have the, just the existence of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that he really enjoyed, um, he like writes, he writes most of the lyrics and I know he enjoys, uh, like I said earlier, using snag as like, um, an outlet to, um, kind of let people know what's going on in, um, the climate and the political environments that are prevalent nowadays. And so the first six songs were um, kind of the jumping off point. And then after we did that, shortly after that, we got approached by Social Caterpillar, um, who we've always played shows with, um, starting even from our first show ever. Um, And they were like, hey, we've got some songs recorded. I think it'd be really cool to do this like strange uh, split with two bands that don't sound anything like each other. Um, and so they were just the, the good homies that kind of threw that idea out there too. So that kind of, uh, kept us in momentum and, uh, made us record some more songs for that. And then like, what was, was there a specific impetus to record like a full LP or was it just like, you just kept jamming and the songs kept coming together? No. Yeah. And so then after all that stuff, um, kind of came out we we would uh sit around and talk about like well um what 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 are our next moves what do we want to do and we all kind of wanted to write and have uh a full length um and wanted to accept the challenge of writing that many songs and um we wanted to we wanted to just keep progressing and make more and more music um and uh yeah. No. Yeah, we just wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. Um well, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know, it's it's wild like y'all are one of like usually when a band has generated the kind of hype that y'all you know genuinely seem to have around y'all, it's like it's a band that has toured like a whole shitload, you know, and and just mm-hmm. sort of is just grinding like nonstop on the road and whatnot um but you know like y'all hit the ground running and like from that first lp like it seems like you know it's just been like nothing but you know great reviews and and uh people paying attention to what's going on um so um so why the hell did you want to do an lp with us because nobody (laughs) no like way to tank your your rise to no uh, way (laughs) no way no y'all have uh consistently put out sick shit and um have always been the like number one supporter of of everyone in the scene and um I know that um, you and Peter are real close too, and we we just we were all about it when Peter uh, shot that idea our way. And it's like it's cool, t- kind of to go back what you were saying a little bit though. Um, 
it's like we can't we can't tour that often, right? Mm-hmm. And Peter's got kids. Like we, we just like don't have the uh, um, ability to tour. And so like continuing to like be creative with each other and continue to like put out more shit, do shit with like with y'all. It's like we want to put out as much hype as we can with with our limitations and with the situation that we're in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really. <clears throat> And y'all are legends, you know? It's like, why wouldn't we want to do that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it, it's really wild. Like, you know, you think like the internet, right? Everybody has the internet. Anybody can hear any music anytime they want to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so it's really like, it, it really is like surprising sometimes when um, when there's a band on tour and and then like, you sort of like it's if it's like my friends or whatever it's a record i put out or whatever yeah and it's like oh they just you know they just played in mississippi a couple nights ago and then like you get two orders from mississippi and you're like what like of course not everybody is just like glued to the internet 24 7 and hears every band the minute they come out but it's just it's still so wild that like so much of um people's um periphery for music is in the IRL spaces you know yeah um, right so that that it, so it's really interesting when there i mean there's some genres like that this doesn't apply to like there's some genres i think where people where a band like literally never has to play live like and they'll just like blow up. Like, like I bet that your arms are my cocoon would like never have had to play a show like ever. And they would yeah. still like, people would still know about them, you know? Yeah. Cause that's just like that kind of thing is just like, that's like that. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as snag is like, it's really, I think it's really remarkable. Like, you know, it's just like y'all have just sort of had this, it's almost like grass new grassroots, but like internet you know, grassroots, yeah. like just reaching out and just like, you know, getting, getting people's interest and, and like, you know, communicating your, your ideas and, and everything. It's, um, it's been really cool to watch and, and, uh, you know, watch y'all like grow as, as musicians and, and friends yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so like I said before, by the time this airs, people will have heard the yeah. uh split and um you know uh thanks to, i it's been in the works for a while now and i yeah. don't i actually don't even remember whose idea it was eventually initially i don't know um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh it it uh it finally happened and um yeah. that's it's amazing i have uh, for the few people that <laughs> Uh, we've put it out too for like early review and stuff. I've heard nothing but good things. So, Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for being a part of that with us. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I hope people are digging it. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to speak on as far as the record goes? Um, the record, um, I, I, I think it's a very special batch of songs for us. Um, the uh, content matter meant a lot to us, like the lyrically and 
uh, I think we did some things on this record that we hadn't done before, and I'm excited that it's it's done and people are able to check it out finally. And I'm I'm really looking forward to this batch of songs being available for people. Yeah, likewise. I mean, um, I think my biggest takeaway from the record as a whole is how, like, I mean, I wasn't trying to anticipate what y'all were doing when I was writing our songs, but I mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to do what I felt was something different for us. And um, where we sort of cross over into each other's songs and everything, it just mm -hmm. pushes that a little further. And so I genuinely feel like there's an awful lot of cohesion to the album for such a sort of bizarro, like, you know, like, it's like y'all have what is essentially like a mini LP on one side and we yeah. have what is essentially a mini LP on the other side. But yes, listening yeah. to it as a whole, I mm -hmm. still feel a weird cohesion yeah. like that I don't, I can't wrap my head around necessarily. I know. You know, it's 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 really good that way. Um, and I'll listen to uh, y'all side. I'm getting hyped for um, November, and you know, I'm like on the songs that you're on of ours and we're on of yours. I'm like, man, I want to do that live. Let's like, oh. <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that we can do that. I don't think that we can do our <laughs> song. Uh, we've so yeah. Long story short is is um. You know, our drummer lives in Spokane, Washington, and so yeah. these couple of shows that we've been able to play is just like him like saving money and and flying to the show. And so wow. We don't we 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 can't practice. Like we uh, we had to be like we're going to play X amount of shows and mm -hmm. so we have to know the songs. Mm -hmm. And like we can't really switch that up. Like Yeah. Um because we I'd like what we can't just show up and be like, okay, one, two, three, four, this song we've never played before, you know? Like, uh -huh. yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, we like, um, I don't know. It's kind of, it, it would have been really cool to play that yeah, one song. Right. I have no idea what would have happened if we would have tried to play, like, there's like 78 vocal parts in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then, uh, I mean, it's easy enough for me to just grab a microphone while y'all are playing this, that one yeah. song, you know. But uh, but the other the other song, it's like, and I would have had to have you play guitar too. I'd have had to been like, oh, look, sure, sure. Like, there's like three guitar parts in the beginning of that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we we. I mean, I took the gloves off. I I was like, you know, it would be funny in the beginning of the song. You know, it would be funny if I if I did a tapping part. Like, uh -huh. because everybody knows, like, I'm, I'm like, no tapping. Uh -huh. And so yep. I was like, what would be funny is if I just did that. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it, it's just like, it's funny to me because, um, how I came about it, like, nobody cares. Everybody turned <laughs> off the show by now. But anyway, <laughs> how I came about it was like, I want something really annoying in the beginning. And I was like, what's more annoying to me than a tapping part? Boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I want to make this tapping part sound like an alarm clock. So like, oh, whoa. 
so that's where that's where that this whole thing came from. And if you're just like that, just makes like it might make sense, but you're like, why did this? Like why? Like why did you make this so complicated? Like uh-huh. why didn't you yeah. just make a weird noise over and over? And I'm, well, that's what I did. But I just like I had to get there in the way that I had to get there, you know, but yeah. <laughs> so it's just this to have me. I don't know. No one's even going to, people are going to be like, I don't know what they're talking about, but like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was, the record was a lot of fun to make and yeah. records take way too long to make these days. I've been dying yeah. for people to hear this. I'm so glad people can hear it. Uh, yes, I'm incredibly stoked. Tell us all how great it is. You know, we we need two yeah. years worth of praise heaped <laughs> yeah. onto us like summarily. I, we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, just like right now. But um, yeah. Anyway, it has been great chatting with you. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that we should like put out there before we take off? Or um, take care of your loved ones. That's a uh, seems to be my mo. You got to just make sure everyone's doing good. It's the world fucking sucks. So take care of people. And that was my conversation with Sam Shimborski. Thank you so much, Sam, for taking the time to chat with me. It's always a pleasure. Thanks to everyone for listening as well. And once again, thanks to everyone for all the kind words and support of the snag coma regalia split. It really means a lot. There's so much exciting stuff that I have planned for the rest of this year still, so make sure to keep an eye out. In the meantime, check out patreon.com slash human machine for updates on that and more. Until next time, take care and do good things.